What's up, everybody? I am Ryan McNichols, host of Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Houck, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. What's up, everybody? Happy holidays to everyone out there. Today is Friday, December 16th. We've got the whole crew back back together again. I'm Ryan McNichols, joined by Rich Houck. Feel free to say hi, Rich, anytime. Yeah. All right, cool. Happy hey, guys. Ho- hey, guys. Happy holidays <laughs> from, from the guy who starts feeling the holidays in mid-November. So couldn't so share, was, couldn't share bit, any spirit It's a bit there. busy marking things off on the papers. Gotcha. He, he's, just, he's just better. It's not uh, October still and Halloween. And that's Mike Coyle, our producer. So like I said, we're all back together again this week. We are going to keep this one simple. It's fantasy playoff time, so the subject we're going to go through today is just the players that you can trust for the fantasy playoffs, uh, how much you can trust each one of these players. We're going to look at the top 15 players at each position and then kind of put them into one of four categories. And, of course, we're going to start off with our usual injury report. going to go through this in order here. So starting with the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray tore his ACL last week in the game. He is out for the season, obviously. It's questionable, you know, whether or not he'll be available for the start of next season because of the injury at the moment. Colt McCoy is the backup. He himself is dealing with a neck injury this week, although he looks like he is going to play. At the wide receiver position, Rondell Moore was placed on IR. He is done for the season. He's got a groin injury, so he will be out for the rest of the season. So that just leaves DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Brown. Although Marquise Brown himself is questionable with an illness, something to keep an eye on. He may or may not be available. We don't have a whole lot of information as far as that goes. For the Atlanta Falcons, Marcus Mariota has been put on IR, and they are shifting to Desmond Ritter. The Mariota going on IR is unrelated to the shift to Desmond Ritter. Apparently, that was a performance-based thing anyway, so it is Desmond Ritter going forward. Marcus Mariota is done for the season. What does that do for fantasy? Nothing. You're not starting any of the Falcons players at this point in time, and they're not going to show you enough before the fantasy playoffs is over for you to be, feel comfortable starting them. Not Drake London. So, again, if... Uh, Looking forward to our our segment up ahead, if we were talking about Drake London as far as how much we trust him, I'm putting him in the bottom category, which is risk. That is, this this guy could literally have one catch for five yards for you. The Falcons just want to run. It doesn't really have anything to do with the quarterback or their competency. The Falcons just run the football, and even in game scripts where they shouldn't be running the football. So, uh, It's just what they do. Yeah, and it's kind of working for them. They're still in the AFC or the NFC South because that division is awful. So we'll move on to the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson is officially out for this week, dealing with that knee injury. We were, of course, expecting this. Uh, Taylor Huntley is it Taylor or Tyler? Tyler? Tyler Huntley. I apologize. Tyler Huntley has cleared the concussion protocol and will play this weekend. So I know there's some questions out there because. Most people who suffer concussions haven't played the following week this season. He Huntley didn't actually suffer concussion. He was put into the concussion protocol because he showed, he showed symptoms of a concussion, but he did not actually have a concussion. It was something else, I don't know, a neck or some other injury like that, but... 
That's why he was able to clear it and is able to play this week because he didn't actually suffer a concussion in the game. Chicago Bears' Justin Fields is dealing with an illness, although he came off the injury report on Friday. He looks like he should be good to go against the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. Khalil Herbert is set to return in Week 16. And Chase Claypool, I believe, came off the injury report. He was limited this week with a knee injury, but it looks like he's going to be good to go or is questionable to go. Keep an eye on that for a game day. I don't. You weren't starting him anyway. It's just a matter of how much it affects Justin Fields. For the Cincinnati Bengals, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd, and Trent Taylor all on the injury report all week long. Boyd and Higgins upgraded to full participants after being limited on Wednesday and Thursday. They were full on Friday, and Trent Taylor is still limited. He's questionable to play. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are both expected to play, despite the fact that Tyler Boyd had a serious hand injury where apparently part of the bone in his hand or fingers was sticking out of the skin and he could see it. But he is expected to play. T. Higgins is expected to play. Of course, they said that last week, and then he played one snap, and he only played the one snap apparently because he snuck onto the field. Like, Zach Taylor didn't even send him out there. He snuck onto the field (laughs) to try to get out there to play. And once they realized that he was out there, they pulled him off. So, yeah. And Hayden Hurst has been ruled out. So, again, just one less mouth to feed there. Concentrates more of the targets towards Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and the running backs. And I said plural there because Samaj P. Ryan has been more involved ever since he got that uh, little run as the starter with Joe Mixon out. Cleveland Browns, Mari Cooper wet, rested on Wednesday. He's dealing with a hip injury. He's off the injury report. He's good to go. David Bell is questionable. He was dealing with a knee injury and now a thumb and toe injury. So you weren't starting him anyway. Again, just one last pass, pass catcher to steal targets from Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones. David Njoku is questionable with a knee injury, so that is something to keep an eye on because he is somebody that you might have been considered starting at tight end. For the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, concussion protocol, unlikely to play this Sunday. Cortland Sutton and uh, Kendall Hitton have both been ruled out. That leaves Jerry Judy and Greg Dulcich as the top healthy pass catchers for Brett Ripien. Ripen. Not sure exactly how it is. I apologize to him out there. If you want to take a risk on Judy or Dulcich, the Arizona Cardinals are one of the worst teams in the league against the tight end position. So with nobody else out there to really steal targets, Greg Dulcich could just end up as a top five tight end because it doesn't take much to be a top five tight end, and he could end with five catches for 60 yards, and that'll be enough to do it. The Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones, was limited in practice on Friday, and Romeo Dobbs is dealing with an angle injury but is expected to return and play this upcoming weekend. So we'll see if he's on a snap count or how much he actually plays. The main part of that is that it's going to eat into Christian Watson's value. Houston Texans, Damian Pierce, Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks all out, not playing this weekend. You're not starring any Houston Texans. Maybe if you want to take a flyer on Chris Moore in Daily Fantasy. But you can't trust him if you are playing in a season-long or dynasty or something with a fantasy playoff on the line. Jaguars' Trevor Lawrence, questionable play after being limited all week with a toe injury. is the same thing last week. It's, Trevor Lawrence is expected to play this weekend. The Kansas City Chiefs, Kadarius Toney is questionable to play, and Nicole Hardman is not expected to return. He was designated to return from IR, but they are not activating him for this game 
the Las Vegas Raiders, Josh Jacobs off the injury report after being limited on a Wednesday. We saw he was dealing with that hand injury last week. Every time they showed him, he was shaking his hand, trying to um, get feeling in it or shake the pain away. Hunter Renfro is designated to return from IR, and it looks like he's expected to play this upcoming weekend. Darren Waller, we don't know. Uh, in the same press conference where, you know, we were told that Hunter Renfro was expected to be back this week. We were told that we weren't sure one way or the other with Darren Waller. So we have very little information. How many games has he played this year? Not many. Take a look here. You looked that up for us, but I imagine it's like four or five. Dolphins, Jeff Wilson, questionable to play this week. It seems unlikely. I don't know if you can trust it. Well, yeah. Well, we can talk about that later. Would you trust Jeff Wilson if he plays this week, Rich? Against the Buffalo Bills, who are good defense, but in a was supposed to be a snowy game where they're probably going to have to run. Uh, do you have other options? Uh, I don't know. So you're not. So yeah, this probably is a hard, to. hard player to trust. Yeah, you, you're not necessarily expecting him to, to pop off or anything. Like I think you're, you're just hoping for. We'll get into it deeper, but you know, a touchdown. Okay. Patriots, Damian Harris, Ramondre Steven, and Jacoby Myers, all questionable to play this week. That's about as much information as we have. They are all questionable to play. Damian Harris was limited all week. Ramondre Stevenson didn't practice on Wednesday, did get, manage to get in a limited practice on Friday. Not sure if either one of them or both of them is going to be available. And same thing with Jacoby Myers, because why would the Patriots make it that easy for you? Do we know when do the Patriots play? Is that Saturday or Sunday? Uh, it is Sunday, I believe. It's Sunday. Oh, great. So you get to wait even longer to, to Sunday, figure that out, too. Four o'clock. Yeah. That's 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 a rough one there for you. I'd be looking for alternatives from Jacoby Myers, and in all honesty, probably at the running back position, I'd I'd, I'd plan to have a, an alternative there as well because I'm, you're just not sure if how how would you look at that? So let's say Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson are both active for this game. If you have Stevenson, you're playing them. And what about Harris? Uh, I think that's a question mark. Okay. No Stevenson, but Harris is healthy or available. You probably play Harris. Okay. That's so you really are holding out hope that Ramondre Stevenson is going to be active and then just get his lion's share of the work back and Damian Harris isn't going to be as involved. In. That's it's the hope. I mean, it's just like if, if Stevenson's playing, if you have to play him, he's RB9 on the year. Like, you got to play him. Okay. So, again, that's a risky situation. What do you, If you don't have a backup, it's kind of hard to wait through all that because, again, Stevenson only got in one limited practice this week, whereas Harris got in limited practice th- Wednesday through Friday. It's, just, it's, it's a risk that you have to decide whether or not you want to take. Saints Mark Ingram went on to IR. That should mean more volume for Alvin Kamara, who has been not as involved in the passing game this year as he has been in recent years. But with no Mark Ingram there, there's not really anybody else besides Tony Jones Jr. So maybe some target share, extra target share for Alvin Kamara. Giants, Richie James off the injury report after not practicing on Wednesday. Wondell Robinson was placed on IR with a torn ACL. And tight end Daniel Bellinger is questionable to play. He's dealing with a rib injury. For the New York Jets, Mike White is out for this upcoming week. 
Corey Davis is also out as well. Zach Wilson will be starting at quarterback for you. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 That brings us to some risky business that we'll talk about later with some other players. The Philadelphia Eagles, Quez Watkins, is off the injury report after being limited on Wednesday and Thursday. Dallas Goddard is on track to play this upcoming Sunday. I think that has more of an effect on Devontae Smith than anybody else there because Devontae Smith's really blown up the last few games without Dallas Goddard. So yeah. now if Dallas Goddard is back. Yeah, Smith was working a lot more in like the intermediary stuff, working the middle and like the sidelines, a lot of that stuff, those quick outs that you would see go to Goddard. And yeah, it could, it could be uh, very concerning for Devontae Smith. So if Goddard is back, temper some expectations for – Devontae Smith, uh, you're still starting A.J. Brown. I wouldn't worry about that. A.J. Brown was still going off when Goddard and Smith were available earlier in the season. Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny Pickett is doubtful with a concussion. Najee Harris is questionable with a hip injury. Did he come off the injury report? I believe he? so. I think so he's playing. I know he, he came off. He's good. playing. He's playing. So whether or not you want to play him is up for oh, debate. He's got a juicy matchup this week. They're playing the... He gets a... Uh, very susceptible to the run Carolina defense. Okay. So, we'll see. A very susceptible to the run defense against an offense that can't run block. Yeah, you know, we'll see how it goes, but Harris is not listed on the injury report. There we go. Little objects versus the stoppable forces. <laughs> Pat Fryermuth dealing with a foot injury. Did not practice on Wednesday. Managed to get in a limited practice on Friday, I believe, because he is expected to play this upcoming weekend. Boo. So... If he plays, you're playing him, even with the possibility of Mitch Trubisky being a quarterback, or maybe we'll talk again. <laughs> no, that's so funny. We'll talk me. about this. Uh, oh, man. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll move on from the 49ers because that game already happened. Seattle Seahawks as well. Buccaneers. Julio Jones is questionable to play after not practicing on Wednesday and then practicing in limited fashion later on in the week. Tennessee Titans. Traylon Burks out, still dealing with that concussion he suffered against the Eagles two weeks ago. Robert Woods was had an illness on Wednesday. He's back to practice. Dontrell Hilliard's out with a neck injury. And Ryan Tannehill, who was limited earlier in the week, is good to go. The commanders, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, were both questionable earlier in the week, got unlimited practices. They are off the final injury report for the commanders, so they should both be available this upcoming weekend. And uh, Darren Waller played in four games, and he, well, he played in five, but... Uh, got injured in one. Fifth game, yeah, he only had 13% snap count and zero points. So, yeah, I think he got injured in that game. So, yeah, it's a tough, tough year for him. And then, oh, sorry, I forgot. For the Carolina Panthers, DJ Moore is downgraded to a limited participant on Friday after practicing earlier in the week. So, originally on Monday, he had... What was it again, Rich? He had one injury. They, yeah, they, they like misreported or I'm not sure. They called it a knee injury, and then it came out late Monday that it was actually an ankle injury, and it was very minor. Yeah, so it went from something that looked like his season might have been over to it was just a minor ankle injury, and he was expected to play. But then he aggravated it and practiced at some point. Was downgraded on Friday. We'll see if he's available for the game. Lavisca Chenault was limited Wednesday through Friday as well, dealing with a shoulder injury, but he looks like he is expected to play. All right, so that was a lot of injuries. We didn't take up as much time as I thought we would, thank God. Now let's move on to our concept. So 
Again, fantasy playoffs are here. I know Thursday game already happened, but you still have some decisions to make. We are playing a game essentially of, you know, how much can you trust these players? So we're looking at the top 15 players at each position essentially and deciding how much can I trust this player. Just because it's the fantasy playoff times and there's a lot of feelings attached to fantasy football. Some things can happen and... You just might routinely, for instance, I'm a guy who just always seems to start Michael Pittman on the wrong week. I'll start him on the week where he puts up eight points, and then I bench him for a week, and he puts up 20 points, and then I put him back in for two weeks, and he has two bad games. So I get really sour on Michael Pittman. And there are some people out there that might have players like that where they just kind of sour on a guy because they've had some bad experiences with him, or maybe it's not meeting their expectations. So we're just going to go through the top guys, and then hopefully out there just we're here. The hope is to reassure you about starting most of these players players are feeling better about these players and because again it is an emotional game and these players it could you know you could put you know Devonte adams had a game this season where he had less than two fantasy points it's like 1.9 or something out there and one of those things where you still have to trust Devonte adams to put him out there but if you put him out there and he has that game uh, you process was still correct you still made the right move by starting the player even if the end result wasn't what you wanted. At the end of the day, if you look back and you're like, oh, I started Devontae Adams, was so stupid, I should have started, you know, Garrett Wilson or Donovan Peoples-Jones on the Cleveland Browns. It was like, there's no way you could have looked me in the straight face at the beginning of the week and told me that Donovan Peoples-Jones was going to outscore Devontae Adams. Like, you would have put money on that at the start of the week prior to the games being played. So, one of the things where hindsight's 20-20, and we, again, just want to try to get everyone's mindset straight or kind of get, you know, a feel for all the players. So let's just dive right into it. Start off with the quarterback position. So we've got four categories for the players here. The first one are players you're trusting completely. These are players where you're not concerned about their floor falling out and they have a high ceiling for you. So you're really just not even thinking about starting them on a weekly basis. They're just in your lineup. Second category is trust but so that's the key the but I would trust this guy completely but there's something one thing two things that are kind of making me nervous about trusting this guy so an example of that is DeAndre Hopkins I want to completely just trust DeAndre Hopkins but Kyler Murray just tore his ACL and Cole McCoy is going to be their quarterback for the rest of the season so how much can I trust DeAndre Hopkins to continue doing what he was doing. Full, so, full faith, Cole McCoy. Full faith. The next category is a guy is a group of guys that I want to trust. So guys that have kind of performed and you want to hang your hat on them and count on them, but there's just something that's preventing you from fully trusting them, whether it's some fluky stat numbers, like with Christian Watson, who's only getting about four targets a game, but is somehow turning about two to three of them into a touchdown every game. And then there's the final category, which is just the risk category, which is the if you have to play them or you want to take the risk with the upside, you can play them, but know that there is not really a floor to this player, and he could give you a dud. Guys like Gabe Davis, you know, Mike Mike Williams to a certain extent, guys like that. So any any questions about that at all, Richard? No, I got it. Yeah. All right. Hey, I'm on, I got the concept. I'm good with it. I, I've done concepts once or twice in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
go through the first five players on the quarterback list. This one should be fairly simple. We've got Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Justin Fields. If you got him, you're starting him. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know who Joe Burrow is playing against this week. I'm still starting Joe Burrow, I think. Justin Fields still starting. The top four, you or trust completely. Top, top three, whatever you're saying. Yeah, four, yeah. I guess four Burrow, you're firing Burrow. Yeah, I'm firing Burrow up, yeah. And after that is where it starts to get a little interesting. The Bengals are playing Tampa Bay this week. Wait, the Bears are playing against who? The Eagles. The, the Eagles. Bears are playing against the Eagles. Justin Fields is, uh, we'll see. We'll have to see. Yeah. What do they got so, coming up? Uh, I, I think that's a scenario you, you maybe assess who you have behind him. So I have a decision to make this week. Am I starting Justin Fields or am I starting Trevor Lawrence against the Cowboys? Two very tough matchups. Mm, probably that's hard one to say. Unbiased. It's, it's pretty tough. Um, so the, the what their point total for the year is only ten points different. I mean, I guess you. I, I don't like you'd have to. I think if you're in that scenario, you look at the matchups. You have to kind of break it down a little bit more. I'm not sure. So what. Fields has. The Eagles. Yeah. And Lawrence has the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. The following week, Justin Fields plays the Bills. Okay. And then week 17, he plays the Lions. So, if you're, you know, it's a good matchup in week 17 for, <laughs> for Fields, but can he get you there mm-hmm. through, you know, the first round and then the semis? Mm-hmm. True, true. Anyway. Uh, that rushing upside is legit, though. Yeah, I don't, it I don't know how you, you know, yeah. it's tough to put that on the bat. Yeah, it is. He, he, he'll, he'll get his yardage probably on the ground. Like, still have, you know, enough fantasy relevance, you know. Keep him, you know, have a decent floor. Even if he only runs for 60 yards. Yeah. Like, it's still. Yeah, that's a good floor. Yeah. But, so, I'm, I think we're saying they're locks on the first four. Uh, through Joe Barrow, unless you, what do you think, Ryan? Barrow, a lock for you or no? Barrow's a lock, yeah. Or not again. It's not about whether I'm starting them or not. It's trusting them completely. So like, I'm not concerned about yeah. putting them in my like the floor falling out. So I, I'm not concerned about the floor or anything falling out for them. The Barrow's ceiling might be a little cap though because they're playing the Buccaneers and the Buccaneers are awful this yeah. year. And so I just don't. It could be one of those things where he throws two touchdowns, you know, in the in the first quarter and a half, and then they're up, you know, three scores because they ran one in as well, and it's just like there's no need to throw it 30 more times because the Buccaneers aren't doing anything. So that's possible. Maybe the Buccaneers turn it on and actually start doing something this week. But, yeah, you're those first four are in the first category of trust completely. Justin Fields is the I would put in that category of trust, but he's got two tough matchups the first two weeks of the fantasy playoffs with the Eagles and the Bills. And he's coming off of an injury and an illness. That's fair. All right, so then... Move on through 6 through 10? Yep, so technically the seventh quarterback is Lamar Jackson, but he is obviously not playing this week, and he might not play for the rest of the fantasy playoffs. So we're just going to ignore him for the time being. So the next guys are Geno Smith, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins. Um, I mean, Geno Smith obviously already played against the Niners. I would have had him in the trust butt category because they were playing the Niners, who are really good defense. Still at Seventeen points. I mean, that's in yeah. six point passing touchdown though. So he had fifteen points. 
in regular quarterback scoring. Yeah, he didn't kill you. Kill you. So, but again, that's one of those things where it's the trust, but because again, I think from your quarterback, you're typically expecting around 20 points, even you know, in a four-point passing touchdown league, and it's just not what it like you know, it's just not what you're expecting from him, or maybe you were depending on the game log. You know, just the last couple games, you know, the two-point passing touchdown league, so it throws it off. I'm not going through it at the moment. Then I don't have it pulled up. And Did you want me to pull something up? No, we're good. Cool. So Geno Smith would be in the trust butt category. How, what are we looking at for Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins? Trevor Lawrence, I've been in the trust butt category. Trust, but is is what he's done the past few? Is it legit? What he's done the past few weeks? Can we count on that? Even in the tough matchups, we we've seen it in the favorable matchups, but can we see it against the tough, the stiff competition? That's what a question. Do you think? Who do they have after the Cowboys this week? Let's take a look. Bring that up in a second. Yeah, who are we looking at here? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. I got it here. Dallas. Then they got the Jets, and then they have Houston. So two good defenses, and then or and Three. then a bad I mean, defense. They've all been very good at limiting points to opposing quarterbacks. I saw a yeah, the Houston Texans are good at limiting points to opposing quarterbacks because you don't need to throw it. Against them. Yeah. yeah, but still, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, yeah. for yeah. something. Yeah, so like they've only given up. I think as Stahl said, it was like one point seven touchdowns per game. I think. Okay. It wasn't it might have been point seven? I wish I could remember that. Yeah, that's, that's something. Yeah, you talk about in the air to the quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, quarterbacks yeah. Yeah. yeah, so like, there's not a whole lot of upside. They're not right. giving up touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They they just get blocked. They get stopped out. Yeah. yeah. They get ran on. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So does that put Trevor Lawrence more in the I want to trust him? I think yeah. I mean, I, who else? You know, I have to play him. I like I don't have anybody else to fire up. Yeah. Russell Wilson's out with the concussion. Because um, I feel like at this point it's not a matter of like trust, but like there's one thing. It's like I I like you know I wish I could trust him, but he's. His performance on the season has been kind of up and down. He's got three tough matchups for quarterbacks for the rest of the fantasy playoffs. He's been hot the past few weeks, too. It's it's You want to trust him, but I don't know if you can. I'm firing him up, but yeah, know, I'm, I'm prepared to be let down. Mm-hmm. True. True. All right, uh, so what are, we, what, are, what are we saying? How many stars are we giving him? One through four? Give him a three-star? Two, two, two star, star. Trevor Lawrence, two, two star. For are, are are we just talking this week? Or are we talking uh, ROS? This is just for the rest of the fantasy forward. playoffs. Yeah, just just the forward. rest of the fantasy yeah. playoffs. Two, so. two star ROS. All right. Moving on to the Herbie Herbert Herbie Fort Lee. Let's I mean, see what his schedule looks like. Have him in trust, but he's got a good matchup this week. The guys are finally healthy, but then they got a couple tough matchups after that. Yeah, they got. Well, they got Tennessee. Which is, uh, he's going to yeah. throw all over them. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, they be if you have Herbert, you better be firing them up this yeah. week. Yeah. And then uh, Colts and then Rams in Week 17. I have Herbert in the trust butt because I feel that a lot of his struggles for the majority of the season has to deal with the fact that he was still dealing with that rib injury that mm-hmm. everyone just seemed to have forgotten about that he, seems he suffered in, like, week, like two week two or three. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. For a large majority of the season, he was probably still dealing with that. And, and we just weren't. See, we just weren't remembering it because you weren't seeing him on the injury report listed mm-hmm. with it, which is surprising because he was still dealing with it. And then, like you said, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams out for most of the season as well. So he's healthy. His playmakers are healthy. So the only reason he's not in trust completely is because it's the Chargers. 
And the Chargers are going to charge her. He's only had one touchdown. So in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games this year. Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong category. It's one, two, three, four, five, six games. He only had he only threw one touchdown in those games, and he, he hasn't rushed for any. So like his, you know, he had the, you know. He doesn't that have the rushing like that he had before. He's not running as much. He's definitely this not year. running as much. Yeah. I mean, the rib makes sense. Yeah, with the rib. Uh, I mean, obviously, like uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams not being around is, and just running the guys. It's right. just the whole. And you have Austin Eckler there who can run it yeah. and close it for you. Yeah. But again, I just with him healthy and the guys back healthy. Uh, if you have him, like you said, you're you're most likely starting him. So I have him the trust. But again, the only yeah. thing being is that. The Chargers always manage to do chargery things this yeah. time of year. He's it looks like he's getting hot right now. I mean, two games in a row where he threw over three hundred and thirty yards, and the two games before that he threw for two seventy five plus. So, I mean, it's he's playing well, but at the same time he's a little bit limited on his upside. Like with the, I mean, I mean he's not limited on his upside. He's he he can get it done. So then we have Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins. Danny Dimes. Let's take a look. Yeah, I want to trust them, but like it seems like their offense is kind of falling apart. They're they got those We're talking Jones. about the Giants, right? Yeah. So they got Washington, Week 15, uh, Vikes in 16, Colts in 17. Uh, it's got a good matchup against the Vikings. The other two are tougher defenses. I don't know. It's tough. Again, he's... So he's averaging 17.1 fantasy points per game in four touch in four point passing touchdown leagues. Mm-hmm. But you've got guys beneath them like Tua Tagovailoa is averaging 18 and a half things like that. Uh, again, it's it's hard because he's top ten on the season. Daniel Jones is, yeah, but I think you have to play him. Mm-hmm. As much as it pains me to say it, yeah. Are there any quarterbacks not listed here that you would consider playing? So that's what I keep forgetting to do. So hang on. So maybe not. So let's so so Daniel Jones is currently quarterback ten. So are we just automatically saying that aside from Lamar Jackson, who's obviously out, putting Daniel Jones at nine? Are we starting the eight quarterbacks ahead of him over Daniel Jones? We're obviously starting Hurts, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Fields. We're all starting them over Daniel Jones, right? Probably. Yeah. Um, Anyone? Who are you thinking about? Fields. I have to consider it. Maybe Lawrence, too. Yeah. So you would start Daniel Jones? I'm not saying I would. It's something I would think about. Okay. Geno Smith, Justin Herbert? Mm, No. No? You're going that way? Smith played already. Okay. So then how about guys who are not inside the top 15, Ryan Tannehill or Dak Prescott? Would you start either one of them over Daniel Jones? Could those two work their way in to work Daniel Jones out of the top 10? The Cowboys have who this week? Uh, Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd probably start Dak. So starting Dak over him. What about Tannehill? Man, I don't think so. No. Yeah. No okay. So. so again, just wanted to get some guys that weren't in there to kind of think about it. So Daniel Jones is borderline top ten. What about some of the guys after him? Tua Tagovailoa. Or um, normally yes, but this the week snow game. The snow. No. Okay. Tom Brady. Playing the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. It's just it's tough, but going against Tom. But it, it looks like he may be at the end. 
Uh-oh. Derek Carr against the New England ten, ten Patriots. Fave. Yeah, time to fave. Derek Carr. <laughs> no. No. Aaron Rodgers against the Los Angeles Rams on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Is he throwing three touchdowns to Christian Watson? He could. Good. Romeo Dobbs is back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a name that feels like it was from an eternity ago. Last yeah. I heard. Come name. full circle. <laughs> yeah. Come yeah. full circle. Christian Watson missed the first half of the season. Romeo Dobbs missed the second half. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe. No, probably. Okay. So, Daniel. So, uh, what about Daniel Jones or Kirk Cousins? Over who? Daniel Jones or Kirk Cousins? Daniel Jones averaging 17.1 points per game, Kirk Cousins 16.5. Um, it's a half point difference between the two of them. I mean, they're, they're so close together. Yeah, I'll so probably play Kirk. Okay. But I don't know. Daniel Jones got the rushing upside, and that line is fishy in that Vikings Colts game. That line's weird. <laughs> like, it could be time for a Kirk clunker. Like the line is weird. What time is the game at? It's a Saturday game. It's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Wonder why this Saturday game. <laughs> Sample size of one, maybe. Putting Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins in the want to trust category, then I want to trust starting them. But something about each of the teams, like you said, the line looks suspicious with Kirk Cousins against the Colts, and I don't know I mean, how competitive. Dude, it's only three and a half points. I don't know They're how competitive the game is. The Vikings are home. They're telling you, like if it was a neutral, like a neutral field. The ten and three Vikings would be a half point favorite over the Colts. Yeah. Like what? I mean, well, the Vikings did just lose to the Lions. The Lions have been charging. The Colts just got their teeth kicked in by the Cowboys so, and then limped into a bye. Would you start Jared Goff of the Detroit Lions playing against the New York Jets over Daniel Jones or no, Kirk Cousins? No, I would not. It's an outdoor <laughs> game. Goff struggles outdoor. Okay. On the road. All right, just checking again. So, yeah, I'm putting them in. Uh, and So, Kirk Cousins is in the want-to-trust category because, like you said, this could just be a game where, like, the wheels come off for them for whatever reason. And Daniel Jones, I mean, that offense is just – they outside of Saquon Barkley, they don't really have anybody. You know, all the wide receivers are hurt. They're lucky to have Richie James back this week. That's, that's essentially their wide receiver core right there. So – I can't really trust Daniel Jones. I might start. I might start one of the other guys behind him that we were talking about. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it depends on who you have. You're not gonna have like. A, you know, I, that's why I was listening to other guys on this list that we were talking about. I'm, I'm starting Dak Prescott over either one of those two guys. Aaron Rodgers is something to think about. I might even do Jared Goff over the two of them. That's not saying much though, because Jared Goff is right behind the two of them. I know they're playing the the Jets, but so the the bottom line though is if you, you might have a better option than Daniel Jones. You fire up Zach Wilson instead. He's no. back this week. No. no, 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 no trust for Mormon Mahomes. Yo, how do you think Elijah Moore's doing right now? <laughs> Not okay, <laughs> dude. Talk about Elijah Moore. Thanks for bringing him up. So with T Higgins being questionable this week, like uh-huh. earlier in the week, I'm like Elijah Moore's out there in the agency, like Mike White, like. Mm-hmm. He's looked yep. pretty good with him. Yep. Corey Davis is probably not going to play. This was before he was ruled out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let me go get Elijah Moore. Yeah. Just in case T. Higgins doesn't play. Mm-hmm. 
Insert Zach Wilson. Insert Zach Wilson. Stocks down. <laughs> Yikes. So where are you putting Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins then? Which one of the three categories? I have them in the third one. Though. I want to trust them, but uh, they have a couple of things working against them for me. Um, I'm putting Daniel Jones in want to trust, and I'm putting Kirk Cousins in the trust, but mm-hmm. I have Kirk Cousins in a league. And I, I came in second place in the playoffs. Um, he's been pretty solid all season. He just doesn't have a whole lot of upside. I no, think is what like, it the is. The ceiling isn't very high, but the floor is steady. Yeah. yeah, like you can look at like you're guaranteed to get like 13 points at least, 14 points, but you're not really going to see any 25 to 30s. Yeah, you're going to be in that 14 to 19 to 20 range, and he's just like he's a steady quarterback. Yeah, his best game of the year against Detroit last week. Last week he was yeah. like 26 or something. Yeah, 20. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then the next guys we have Jared Goff, Tua Tagovailoa. Tom Brady, Derek Carr, and Aaron Rodgers. We left out Kyler Murray and Marcus Mariota, who were 14 and 16 because they are out for the seasons. So Jared Goff, Tua, Brady, Derek Carr, and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we we talked about all these guys. We didn't like, categorize them, though. Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to put Derek Carr in the risk category, the bottom category down there. So this will be interesting. You said Derek Carr's going where? In the bottom category in risk. risk. <laughs> yeah. Just straight risk. Like, he could put up four yeah. points for you this week. So yeah. we got the, just for the, you know, the people listening, we got the red pen here yeah, the red for pen. risk. Yeah. And Derek Carr is getting a lot of red ink next to him. Yeah, skip over it. Uh, Make sure we're, we know he's very risky. How, how are we feeling about seeing Desmond Ritter come out and play football? Are we excited? Are we. Uh, Ritter can get the red too. But. Ritter can get the red too. <laughs> yeah. Ritter's definitely the red. I mean, he's, you cannot. Not say there's any more risk than a rookie QB coming out to command start, the Falcons. You want to start a rookie in, for his I, first I'm career start in saying, the fantasy playoffs? I'm just saying, at least we get to see what he looks like yeah. before this year's over. I mean, there's hope now for, you yeah. know, Drake London yeah. and Kyle Pitts when he comes it back get, next it, season. It, maybe. Gives, like, it gives Falcons fans something to at least root for for the end of the year. Yeah. They, they just like need to Mario see. to set the game of football back 20 years. <laughs> They really just need to see, can we roll with this guy for next season, or do we need to draft our quarterback this season, this draft? This is essentially what they're trying to he's figure got, out. He's got a very short trial, uh, trial period, it seems like, right here. Yeah. So, and then what are we doing with Jerichoff? I'm putting in the want-to-trust category. Tua Tugavailoa. Where are you putting Tua at? I think that's a little bit more. Tua, I'm putting him in the trust butt category. Like, be wary of... Uh, the snow game. Like if, but if it wasn't snowing, you'd be perfectly fine starting Tua. Yeah, far Tua. If it wasn't snowing, would you start Tua over Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins? Yes. Okay. Justin Herbert? No. Trevor Lawrence? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to give a general feel for consensus for everybody. So the only thing really holding Tua back is the snow in the game this week. Yeah. All right. Like golf was the other. Golf was the one that I thought was interesting because like I, I got him in the trust butt category. Trust him, but they're playing the Jets. N- no, but his road games, outdoors, outdoors, outdoor road games, he struggles. So you know, if you can pick your spots, you got to you stream a quarterback. You know, you can trust him. I think it's week seventeen. He's got a home game. 
But the other two games are away outdoors, I believe. Yeah, he's at Carolina and at, at the Jets this week. At Carolina's the following week. Yep. So, and it's like, you know, you might want to pivot and look elsewhere for those two weeks. Right. Okay. But if you happen to make it to the championship and you know you need to go somewhere else, mm-hmm. Goff is a pretty viable option that week. He's also got, obviously, you have Amon Ross St. Brown there, but DJ Chark is back and healthy and, and looking like the deep threat in the offense. <laughs> Jamison Williams just activated and started playing. TJ Hawkinson, obviously, they added recently. So they've got pass catchers there I mean, now, weapons for them. It's pretty crazy. Like at Dallas, 1.52 points. At New England, 5.86. Oh. At Minnesota, 15.88. I believe that's an indoor game. So This is two-point passing, or six-point six passing touchdown passing. leagues, too. Yeah. So. At Chicago, 16.84. At the Giants at the Meadowlands, where he's going to be this week, 6.5. Yeah, but in his some real clunkers there. His home games, he had twenty nineteen point five against the Eagles, thirty four against um, Washington, forty one against Seattle, mm-hmm. twenty against Miami, fifteen against Green Bay, twenty one against Buffalo. Yeah. 20, so, yeah. 25 against the Jaguars, 32 yeah. against yeah. the Vikings. Yeah. So like, he's averaging 16 so and a half points. Yeah. yeah, you get him at home in the championship week seventeen against yeah. the Bears. Like, yeah. yep. fire him up. Fire him up. <laughs> Let him bring you to the promised land? Jared Goff. And then, finally, our two veteran elderly quarterbacks on the list. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Together better all the elderly loves. <laughs> um, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is several years older. I, I want to trust. Want to trust. It's just... That, dude, what's up with that offense, man? They're not very they don't good. have an offensive line. I really think everyone's underestimating this. They I, they have lost, like, between offseason leaves and then departures and actual injuries. I'm pretty sure they're down seven linemen from where they were at last year. You know what I mean? Because they lost three all-pros in the offseason between retirement and free agency. Then they lost, like, two or three guys in the first in in preseason in the first what, like month of the season on the offensive line. So they just they don't have a, an offensive line that can hold up so they can't do any shots downfield. So that's why Chris Godwin keeps getting all of these targets but isn't producing much with them fantasy wise because they're like 3 yards f- down from the line of scrimmage and he yeah, gets about safety, another 5 safety. 6 yards before he's tackled. He's a safety outlet and it, you know, it doesn't help Mike Evans just dropping balls. Is yeah. Tom a risk play? Yeah, it's a risk. Yeah. And then Brady gets the red. Brady gets the red. Oh man, times have changed. Aaron Rodgers. I think if Tom Brady's in the red, we got to put Aaron Rodgers in the red. Yeah. They're playing the Rams. I don't know how competitive the game is going to necessarily need to be. And then what are the next two games for Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Let's take a look. A. Ron. All right, coming up. So he's got yeah Rams this week and then he's got uh, at the Dolphins and then he's home against Minnesota. So yeah, I'm just calling him a risk play. You like him against Minnesota, but against the Dolphins and this week against the Rams in a game we don't expect to be particularly competitive. I mean, you're really hoping that he throws like I said three long touchdown passes to Christian Watson in order to like have a, a decent game because there's no rushing upside ever with Aaron Rodgers. Nobody else on that team is really catching passes or being very productive at all. So I'm going to have to say that he's a risk play. They're, they're borderline. If we want to put them in one to trust, I could I could do that. He's but. almost a little, a little bit similar stat-wise to um, Kirk Cousins, kind of just a, 
a steady points. He, I mean, he. What, what's his average points there? The, 14.4. Yeah, I mean, it's not great, but, like, he had one game in the beginning of the year where he had three points. So Yeah. And then after that, 20. 20 I think 20, it took him, 20. like, eight weeks to get to yeah. a game where he had more than 17 points in 13, four, 19, four. 19, 15, 25, 23, 13, 15. Like, he's, yeah. he's typically right between 13 Twenty and pro- closer to the twenty side. But I mean, obviously, his average is so. so yeah. That three that three point game is not. <laughs> yeah. So it's really a matter of where you think his floor is at at this point. But yeah, he's hovering between the bottom two yeah, categories I, for I, me. It should be. Right. It should get at least third. You know, right. is Yeah. Let's jump over then to wide receivers and try to do this one a little quicker. So yeah. let's go through the first five: Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Devonte Adams, Stephon Diggs, AJ Brown. So they're all. Trust completely for me, except Devontae Adams, which you have to be wary of the Patriots game this week. I'm Sorry. playing him, but I, I'm. You know, Bill Belichick's. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. We talked just, about again. My argument before. was never not to play him. Was that I didn't have him in that top category. Yeah, nah, it's or there's people out there who could not. Right. Yeah. So, but no, I mean, you. No, nah, no, nah, we'll leave it be. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> So th- these guys are your 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 starters. So yeah, just out there for everybody who's struggling with it, because I know uh, it was just again one we were talking about prior to the show is Devonte Adams having a few bad weeks this season, especially two out of the past three bad, uh, weeks where he was last week he was wide receiver thirty nine, wide receiver one the week before that, but then wide receiver twenty seven the week before that. So obviously not what you're expecting for Devonte Adams. And it's just with the fantasy playoffs coming up, with the Raiders being bad, and they're playing the New England Patriots, and Bill Belichick is known for taking away what a team does best or the team's best player, which could be considered Devontae Adams or it could be considered Josh Jacobs, depending on how yeah. Bill Belichick is looking at everything. We so you, made this, We're making this into nothing. And yeah. It's Jacobs who's going to take the hit. And, yeah, and it's all Devontae Adams. You know, Darren Waller is back, but I don't expect that to really do anything to Devontae Adams' value. Again, just one of those things where it just – I was just mentioning it because, yeah, it was one of those where after the two – if you're somebody who had him and he had those two bad weeks for you, you know, one of them, you know, again, especially because they were the games right before the start of the fantasy playoffs, they may have cost you positioning or – I don't know that it necessarily cost you a playoff spot, but maybe you didn't get most points. Maybe you didn't win first place because of it. Just things like that. So that's the only reason I would put him in the trust but instead of trust completely, uh, like you said. Yeah, the other guys in the top five, uh, yeah. I have in trust completely. Okay. Same thing. Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams. Even with this snow game, I think Tyree Kill still managed to do what he does. Like Because... With the running backs there, I think the Dolphins will use them as an extension of the run game, and he'll get a couple of short dump-offs, yeah. and a PPR will still manage to play out for you. So he'll still like, have that solid floor for you, even if yeah. the ceiling's not there. But it's not like he has to you know, catch a, a deep bomb to do some work. Like He could catch an underneath ball and take it to the house. Mm-hmm. Like It's yeah, Tyreek Hill. Like, we've seen yeah. him do it. He picked up a fumble and took it to the house last yeah. game. Like, yeah. A.J. Brown trusting completely, even with Dallas Goddard coming back again. I think that offends Devontae Smith more. Next few guys. So we're going to leave out Tyler Lockett and Cooper Cup are wide receivers 8 and 9. Tyler Lockett played this week already. Gotcha. I forget. 12, 13 fantasy points, something like that. But he looks like he's done for the season with a finger injury. Cooper Cup, obviously. He's still wide receiver 9 at this point, even though he hasn't played in 
four or five weeks, something like that. We're going to ignore them. So the next guys are Amon Ross St. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, Christian Kirk, Jalen Waddell, and then DK Metcalf, who also already played this week. But So Amon Ross St. Brown I'm trusting completely. I'm putting him out there. I'm not really thinking twice about it. I don't really care about who the matchup is. This guy's getting like 10, 11 targets a game. I have him in the trust butt. Um you know, what we mentioned with Goff, uh, Goff struggles on the road and outdoors. Next two games on the road outdoors. Um, I just think it might limit Amon Ra's uh, upside a little bit. So his upside might be a little limited, uh, but again, I just think one of those You're things where he, Yeah, he's getting enough targets where, like, I'm not, again, I'm just not, I'm not that concerned about it, even with... It's one of those things where the quarterback can have a poor performance, but the wide receiver still has a good performance. Because, again, like, look at Chris Goblin. You only need to be catching the mm-hmm. ball for, you know, eight yards at a time. But if you get eight eight of those, you know, you end up with a relatively decent yeah. output. I, just, so. I don't I don't know if it's there's I'm be expecting a thirty point pop off. Right. But. No, yeah. You wouldn't be expecting that, but it, I don't feel nervous about him again. It's just Alright. Uh just to keep it quickly. C D Lamb. Uh I have him in the trust spot. Uh Me too. Yeah, just the Cowboys' offense. So I don't, I don't know what else to say. It says on who gets the the totters and who gets the 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 work. All of like, I mean, you know. exactly. they got a good matchup this week, but you know they have the Eagles matchup lurking. Um, so, yeah, make you a little nervous. Yeah, CD Lamb. I don't remember exactly what it's he did last time against, against, the, the, against the Eagles. And like you said, I think at this point it's just the general inconsistentness all season with CD Lamb is why he's in the trust spot yeah. where mm-hmm. he has games like he, he he's liable to have he, he has he usually has good games, but he's liable to have five point games, nine point games. You know. Yeah. Can we can we take a second to talk about how ridiculous it is that Cooper Cup hasn't played in a month and he's still wide receiver nine? Yeah, it's, it's insane. A lot of our, yeah, it's just a lot of wide receivers haven't played the full season. You know, for whatever reason, they've missed games, and wide receivers seem to have gotten hit with a lot of injuries this season. Christian Kirk, Jalen Waddle, DK Metcalf. Um, I don't know about that one. Christian Kirk, I have in the want to trust. He's got a tough stretch of games. I was going to say, let's order the three as far as trustworthiness goes. Let's just start with that before we put him in a category. Okay. Who are you trusting the most out of those three? Jalen Waddle. Um, I got Waddle and Metcalf right next to each other yeah. with Kirk after. Yeah, that's Especially right. with, we mentioned with Lockett. If Lockett's out, you, mm-hmm. you got to fire up DK Metcalf. Yeah. Now. Like, mm-hmm. you, you have to trust them. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I agree. I think because Waddle, Metcalf are like very, very equivalent tier, and then probably just below that is Kirk. I mean, yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to look at their stats because I feel I feel like I might be subconsciously biased against Jalen Waddle for reasons I can't explain. And it was leaning more towards DK Metcalf. Christian Kirk. Okay, so no. So this is what so Jalen Waddle's last four games. Wide receiver sixty nine, wide receiver ninety nine, wide receiver thirty one, wide receiver thirty eight. Yeah. He's had one, two, three, four games this season as wide receiver 15 or better. Every other game was wide receiver 19 or worse. So I compare that to DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf doesn't have as many top 98. does have three top 10 finishes and more finishes closer to 15. So, yeah, I trust going to go with my gut there, but I thought I'd trust DK Metcalf slightly more. And then... 
Tyler Lockett looks like he's gone, so that will put him up there. Then Jalen Waddle, then Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is just another one of those guys who's been kind of up and down throughout the season, and he's the number one on that team. It's, I, it's not even like a lack of targets. He had like 10 targets in a game, but only caught three of them for like 20 yards or so. So I'm having the same thing. I want to trust him, but it's really hard to. Jalen Waddle and DK Metcalf, I have in the trust, but with J- again, Metcalf, Metcalf over Waddle. Trust completely at this point. Trust completely. I got him with in there. no locket. With the yeah, with no locket, I have him as as a as a in the green category. Okay. And then Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase, Terry McLaurin, T. Higgins, and Garrett Wilson. So Jamar Chase trusts completely. The only reason Jamar Chase is even as low as he is is because he missed a bunch of time due to the injury. But he's had some blow up gains since he's back. I'm Maybe putting him in trust just completely. See, like he's around a group of guys in total points that are in the low t- uh, teens. Of yeah. averages per week, and then there's just him sitting there with his twenty point eight point eight for a game. With, <laughs> yeah, it's like you can just tell there's something ain't right there. He should be higher up. He yeah. missed some games. Yeah, like he's trust completely. Yep. Okay. If he if he didn't miss those games, he's up there in the top five. Okay. Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, T. Higgins, Garrett Wilson. Let's do. You want to do the thing again? Where we order those four and then decide. Mari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, T. Higgins, Garrett Wilson. I think it's T. Higgins, and then Mari Cooper, and that one. Oh, man, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is the quarterback uh, for at least this I week. Want, want, and then just no. uh, the, the Jets are Thursday next week. Yeah. So they have a short week. <laughs> I mean, so it could be Zach Wilson for two weeks. Yeah, maybe Terry McLaurin and then Garrett Wilson. That's a very close one. It's a toss-up. Yeah. Okay. I got uh, Higgins, McLaurin, Cooper, Wilson. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Okay, so then where is – so Higgins is the top on the list for all of us. I mean – Are we concerned at all with the fact that he didn't he play – Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is I'm, he's I'm very concerned. He yeah. was limited Wednesday and Thursday. He was full on Friday. He's expected to play. I'm I mean, that's concerned. what they said last yeah, week, Exactly. Too. And, this and that's what they said time. earlier in the season, too. Was that the Browns game before that this happened as well with him earlier in the I season? I think it might have been. Like, is that just his thing? He just won't play against the Browns? <laughs> so, if he plays, and keep an eye on that, keep an eye on your, you know – even going up to the game time, because apparently they got hurt in pregame warm-ups, and there was like not really a word about it. So if he's say if they're saying he's going to play, you're going to play T. Higgins. Where so what do we put him in? Then I put him in the trust butt. Trust butt. Zach Taylor is a butthead. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Some audible response for the audio I, podcast. I, Rich. I, I am just thinking. I'm like, yeah. About want to trust. Want to trust. Okay, I could see that. Like I want to trust Garrett Wilson. He's shown it. But yeah, we're talking about T. Higgins. Oh, we're talking about T. Higgins. <laughs> That's why. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, T. Higgins is in the trust spot for me. Is that where you're at? Yeah, I have that with with T. Okay. Higgins. So I'm in, in. I trust him, but you know, is he gonna mysteriously, you know, not play? Pull a Zach Taylor. soft tissue and injury. Is Zach Taylor going to decide to hold him out? Yeah. Uh, then who was your next on your list? Amari Cooper, then McLaurin, then Wilson, or McLaurin, uh, Cooper, Wilson? McL- yeah, McLaurin, Cooper, Wilson. So which category is McLaurin going into? Uh, trust butt. Trust butt. Trust butt. What's the butt? Uh, just the Washington Commanders, and that I have not been fully bought in on Taylor Heineke all season. Okay. Maybe it's me, and you know, no. I know they've been solid and they're winning some games, but. 
No, I just wanted to clarify why we had put him in there and why we weren't trusting him as much aside just from the fact of, like, of, you know, oh, he didn't score, you know, he hasn't been putting up 20 points every week. That's not no, that's, uh, necessarily... Uh, to me, any week could be the week that Taylor Heineke throws three or four picks. Like, mm-hmm. I've just been waiting for the other shoe to drop right. all season. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, again, what part of it is, too. It's not even the player. It's something around the player that's affecting their ability to perform. Amari Cooper and Garrett Wilson is our question here. Quarterback play? He, yeah, I mean, just... Cleveland's offense doesn't look great. Basically. No, but Amari Cooper is much better at home than he is away. So that's, yeah, that's kind of been the thing. True. They are home this week. So, And then Garrett Wilson. Obviously, we've talked about it. He's going to have Zach Wilson this week and possibly next Thursday as well. So that's Zach why. Wilson's the quarterback. Garrett so, Wilson gets the so. red. <laughs> Garrett Wilson is he gets the wants to trust red. or possibly risk if it's Zach Wilson for two weeks. And even this week with the Jets, they're playing – the Detroit Lions, I that's mean, the only dude, benefit is they're not particularly a good defense. Yeah, but, like, man, if Garrett Wilson, you know, owners were licking their chops at this matchup coming in, but, like, thinking Mike White was going to play yeah. and have, you know, the susceptible Detroit Lions pass defense, and, like, yeah, let's go. So, and then let's let's do the thing, then, that I forgot that we should be doing that to help put this a little bit in perspective when we talk about these guys. So some of the guys we're more questionable about, uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, I'll start at the bottom with these guys based on their overall ranking. Who Christian Watson, Jacoby Myers, Marquise Brown. Are you starting any of them over Gar- Garrett Wilson? Are you starting all of them over Garrett Wilson? Jacoby Myers is a questionable player with a injury. Let's throw him out of there. Christian Watson, Marquise Brown, or Garrett Wilson? you have any input, Coyle? So, Marquise Brown makes me nervous because his game is really built around a deep ball. And if you pull up Colt McCoy's stats, that dude is allergic to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. He won't throw the deep ball. So you're not so with the backup quarterback and the his role in the offense, you're less comp. You're just I lateral like, move essentially between the two of them, or close enough between the two of them where you just no, 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 no. no. So Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson, thank you, Marquise uh, Brown. Even Brown with is, Zach Wilson, he was had an illness. That's what he's dealing with, and uh, then yeah. and then there's Colt McCoy. That's the other thing. Christian with Zach even with Zach Wilson, give me Garrett. Christian Watson or Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. Christian, Christian Watson. Watson. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey is fry worthy. And Christian <laughs> Watson is gonna run right by him. <laughs> Riding the emotions with Christian Watson, okay. Yeah, no no no. Just ride the you know, the cheetah. That yeah. dude's gonna run right by yeah. Jalen Ramsey and catch a deep <laughs> ball from Aaron Rodgers. Mike Williams, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin. Mike Williams is wide receiver thirty eight, DeAndre Hopkins thirty three, Chris Godwin twenty four on a total points basis. You start any one of all three over Garrett Wilson, any one. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins with Colt McCoy at quarterback. I, I don't think it. I think it. DeAndre Hopkins will still be solid going forward. Last week was more about playing the Patriots. Right. Um, I, don't, I don't think the move that Colt McCoy hurts Hopkins as much as it hurts Marquise Brown. So DeAndre Hopkins over Garrett Wilson. Yes. Chris, Chris Godwin. Godwin over Garrett Wilson, yes. Mike Williams. They got a good matchup this week. There's a good chance he catches a deep ball. Give me Mike Will. Mike Evans? No. Michael Pittman? Yes. Chris Olave? Yes. Devontae Smith? Hmm. No. No. Okay. Smith is wide receiver, 19 on the year, 13.2 points per game. Again, just one of those things where he's up there because he's played more than a lot of the other guys, but... 
Okay, and then what about the other McLaurin and Cooper? How many of those guys that we just mentioned would you definitely take over them? You're high on Olave, Pittman, Godwin, Hopkins, and Watson, right? So Olave, Pittman, Hopkins. I'll take a few of them. I I don't think I, I don't know if I play Olave over Cooper. Um, so let's just let's just, instead of doing this, everybody, let's just make this simpler. Of those guys that I talked about that were in the top fifteen, we're confident in Olave, Pittman, Godwin. Hopkins and Watson, right? And Mike Williams. And Mike Williams. Okay. That's what you're talking so then, the top, yeah, the top yeah, So then in the group of so they fit in somewhere in the group above Terry above Wilson, McLaurin, Cooper, and but beneath well, above Higgins or beneath Higgins? Um Higgins and McLaurin both are higher up. Than those guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, both of them. And Waddle and Metcalf would be above those guys as well? Uh, this week, Waddle would be below those guys. For okay, me. but for the rest of the fantasy playoffs going forward, would you take Waddle above the any of the guys, or any of the guys we talked about that you would put above Waddle or any of those guys you feel higher about that should be separated from those other from the rest of them? Um, give me Hopkins and give me Godwin instead of Jalen Waddle. Okay. And then where does Christian Kirk fall with all that? Because I know Christian Kirk was lower for you than everybody else. Is Kirk? He yeah, gave me those same two guys I said over him. Okay. And maybe um, maybe Mike Williams too. Okay. So in reality then we're putting Christian Kirk, Garrett Wilson, and Amari Cooper closer to wide receiver 20, 24 area and so, moving the other guys in closer to the 15-ish area. It's less of moving them in these slots. It's more of just get rid of the numbers next to them. They're all in the same tier. Okay. Like these guys are kind of interchangeable, and we're just kind of moving them up and down the tier. Okay. All right. And I think that's just what I'm going to establish. So where's the so first, tier, first definitive tier drop-off then? After Amon Ross St. Brown? Um, or before him? Yes, the first four players is where the first tier break is. You keeping A.J. Brown out of the top uh, four? Yeah, he's yeah. not cracking 20 points a game. No. Okay. First right. four tier break, and then you got another five or yeah, six it's, guys. It's like and then Brown, St. Brown, Lamb, and then... Uh, and then, then there's a tier break right there. I mean, okay. Lockett's in there. He was performing. Yeah. Right, but he's yeah, but, yeah, he's not. So, guys are we putting – so the top guys after that would be Waddle and Metcalf. Are we putting either of them in the same tier as Brown, St. Brown, and C.D. Lamb? Uh, no, I don't oh. think so. Are we putting D-Hop or who would uh, the other top guy from that group be up there that you said? Who was the other top guy for yeah, you? From D-Hop, um, Godwin. Are we putting them in the same group as those three guys? No, they're the next tier. Okay, so they're the next tier. With DK Metcalf, Jalen Waddle. Oh, we're missing Chase down here. Chase is tier one. Yeah. Chase is up in tier one, despite being further down. Right. Okay, so we had five guys in the first tier. Then there's a tier break. Uh, Higgins is tier two, too. Yeah, Higgins is tier two. Okay. Some of these guys are lower down on here. We're missing them. Again, there's. Okay, so that's kind of where we're at then. So, yeah, so so even though they're higher, like Christian Kirk, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Garrett Wilson, they're all. Higher risk plays. If you wanted to start a guy like DeAndre Hopkins or Mike Williams or Christian Watson or Chris Olave, Michael Pittman, somebody like that instead, you're not crazy. You shouldn't feel bad. It's emotions how you feel. That's where we're at with those. Okay. 
Sorry that took so long to get there. Let's try to do this one much, much quicker. Running back situation. This should be easier because you don't have a whole lot of options when we're deep at running back. Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley. Uh, all green. You're firing him up. Yep, there we go. I mean, Jacobs with the injury, but if he plays, how do you not He's off the him? injury report on Friday. So Sweet. That's, that's going to be the thing with him. He's gonna, probably going to be on Wednesday and Thursday every week and then come off on Friday. So he plays, you're playing him, like you said. Barkley, same thing. Next group of guys, Nick Chubb, Tony Pollard, Aaron Jones, Ramon J. Stevenson, Miles Sanders. God, there's a little more conversation to happen here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you feel good about uh, Chubb, Pollard, um, Aaron Jones, and Stevenson, you know, getting in the risky business. Definitely. I'm putting Chubb and Pollard and Jones all in the trust butt category. Chubb is the trust butt. He hasn't been as, I, I don't even know what it is, just hasn't been as effective Their the off- past few weeks. Their offense as a whole just hasn't been very good. He's not get, he's not involved in the passing game, and I know you you think that normally with Nick Chubb, but he, he was involved in the passing game earlier in the season. Now since Deshaun has been back, he's not been. So there's a but with Nick Chubb. You're still starting him. Again, there's just there's a question mark there. Whereas with the first five guys, I don't I don't really have a question mark. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard, he's in the timeshare, but they're playing the Detroit Lions this week, or no, the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's in trust, but it's just. You trust him, but does he get the touchdowns? Yeah, Who yeah, scores the touchdowns? He's, he's, he's he the pass catching. It felt like it was, was Pollard, it used to be Pollard sneaking Zeke's touchdowns, but it now it feels like now. it's Zeke. Yeah. But Pollard is getting the passing game work, so that's exactly yeah. why he's in there. I feel great. I feel he, great. He looks electric when he hits the ball. Yeah, he's, he's got a solid floor of you know double digit fantasy yeah, points, but probably not hitting like the twenty five point game or twenty point game. But he has the capability. He has the capability, but he has game breaker capability. But he has solid floor too. You're right. But it's less likely because of Zeke's involvement, essentially what it is. Yep, Aaron Jones, that offense, again, just is, you know, timeshare. It's somewhat of a timeshare with him and A.J. Dillon when they feel like it. That's just, it's a confusing backfield. That's what it is. It's it's the butt. It's a confusing backfield. Ramon J. Stevenson is, when he's healthy and playing, he's completely trust. You put him out there and you start him. He's playing. But we don't know if he's playing this weekend. If he's playing... I got him in the green. And the problem is they are playing at 4 o'clock on Sunday, I believe you said. Yes. So you need to make that decision, you know, probably tomorrow. Unless you've got a nice pivot. So listen, this is the situation I'm in. Let's give you a quick rundown. I got Ramondre Stevenson, questionable to play. You gave me good news. I have Jacobs, too. You tell me Jacobs is off the injury report. That's good news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if Stevenson doesn't play, I have a nice pivot him. And Brian Robinson at the 4 o'clock game, too, he's a 425 game. Or he's a Sunday night game, actually. Okay. So I have a nice pivot lined up. So I'm able to roll the dice on Stevenson. Okay. If, you, if you're flush at running backs, you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. I was able to bench Kenneth Walker yesterday, too. Yeah. You guys, five dudes, five legit RBs at this point. Yep, that's pretty nice. Cra- it's pretty crazy. Yeah. All right. So the next group then. Uh, oh, what are we doing? Uh, Miles, so where are we at? So... Trust butt for all of them, except Ramondre Stevenson, who's in the trust completely if he's playing, and then Miles Sanders. Where are you putting him? Yeah. Trust butt. Jalen Hurts could run it in himself two or three times, or they could hand it to Boston Scott yeah. or Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, so they rain down bombs to A.J. Brown. Yeah. 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 So trust butt. He's exceeded all of our expectations for the season, 15.3 fantasy points per game. He's, look, he's going to get paid. Someone's going to pay him. He's going to get a contract year. Just don't not, know if it's the Yeah, I'm not necessarily sure it'll be here. Yeah. But... Yep, man, he's looked really good. He's earned himself a yeah, nice contract. He has, yeah. Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Jamal Williams, Alvin Kamara. Damian Pierce was wide receiver 15 or running back 15, but 
Looks like he's going to be out for a few weeks. He's out this week. Probably will miss next week, so you're not counting on him for the fantasy playoffs. So, Mixon, I think I'm trusting completely. If he plays, you're playing sure. him. He's only that Absolutely. low. He's 17.6 fantasy points per game. That, you know, on a points-per-game basis is much higher. He just and missed some time. If he had played the games, he'd be right. He'd be above Saquon, probably. I mean, he's averaging more per game than Saquon. He just doesn't have the games played. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook. I have him in the trust, but he's been kind of up and down this season. You're still starting him, but there's a little bit more risk mm-hmm. than you would normally think with For Dalvin sure. Cook. He's one of those guys that, you know, looks to be like he's hitting that age 27 wall. Yeah. Yeah, looks like he doesn't look like that same Dalvin Cook. No, nah, he's not. He's a, he, he, yeah, he doesn't. Not saying he's had. done yeah, after he's this year. Done. And I, yeah, like he's, he's not done. Yeah, he's still gonna be a guy, but he's just not as he doesn't have that top five type RB movement anymore. Right, Leonard Fournette. Um, how about want to trust? Yeah, banged up. Rashad White's emergence I offense mean, yeah. as a whole just isn't yeah. effective. Yeah, Jamal Williams. Averaging 13.6 fantasy points per game, which is surprising. I mean... Dude gets totters. This, yeah, this <laughs> completely at this point because the, the Lions seem to want to do everything in their power to not give the ball to DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the problem is, even when he's fallen in the end zone he's the past couple getting weeks... He's like 10 points. Yeah, he's points. getting 10 to 12 fantasy yeah. points because he's not involved in the passing game at all anymore for some reason. Yeah, I mean, you know, I say trust completely sarcastically there because they, you know... Yeah. The Lions don't want to give the ball to their most the Lions dynamic and explosive running back. But, you know. So, three and a half points, nine and a half points, ten and a half points, 24.4 points, 11.9, 10.1. Those are his last, like, five games, six so games. You just count on them to get double digits. Yeah, that's but got a nice flex appeal. He had three points list, and again, that's with scoring. He scored a, so in the game worth eleven, almost twelve points. He scored a touchdown. That's six of them. Ten points scored a touchdown. That's six of them. Nine and a half scored a touchdown. That's six. Like you know what I mean? So is he is he a risk play? Does Jamal Williams get the red? He might get the red. He's a risky play against the New York Jets, which is a very good run defense. A good pass defense too. Yeah. Yeah. Risky. Risky. And then the game has six three written all over it, or three nothing, <laughs> or nine six. Alvin Kamara, sorry to take you away, but yeah, I agree with you. Alvin Kamara, fourteen and a half fantasy points per game. I mean, you want to trust him because of what he's done. You know, his, his who track he is, record, yeah. who he is, what he's done in the fantasy playoffs in he's years past. Has scored three touchdowns on a December game. I think it might have been a Christmas game before. So it was fantasy playoffs. <laughs> it was a championship, I believe, for a lot of people. He, and gifted people a championship with that performance. So yeah. you want to trust him. He's done it in the past. He's got the track record. You know it. It just hasn't been doing it this year. I don't I don't know. How do you guys feel about it? Makes me nervous be firing up Kamara. Uh, I put him in want to trust as well. I think if we're ordering them, Jamal Williams is in the risky category. I've got Kamara, Fournette, and Cook in the want to trust category. And I think in order, it's hard to order them in confidence. I think it might be... I think it might be Cook, Kamara, Fournette as far as so level of trust I have in them. I just trust the Minnesota's offense more than I trust the other two. And then Fournette's in a timeshare, and Kamara just, you know, Mark Ingram's out, so maybe he gets some more. So that's why I would go Cook, Kamara, Fournette, and then Williams as far as those bottom guys are concerned. 
So this is this isn't a question that, that really pertains to anything, but it's something that just popped into my head. So I'm looking here at fantasy points for the running backs. Who's been more disappointing this year? Alvin Kamara or Najee Harris? They're both 159 points. Uh, probably Najee Harris, Harris because I think Alvin Kamara is Alvin Kamara's 27. Um, not saying like we were expecting some sort of downfall, but he's getting older. Um, Najee, I mean, obviously the Steelers are just, like who the Steelers are this year, but you, I mean, he for for a he's having a sophomore slump yeah. right now. So, so they're both having 159. So at this point for. For uh, Najee. Yeah, so they both total 159 points, but Najee's played more games, so he's averaging 12.2, and Kamara's averaging 14 and a half. Yeah. So two and a half more per game. So at least the games where Kamara was out, like you weren't counting on. So that's the other thing. How much do you value the fact that you didn't have Kamara for a game or two here, and that affected his value versus, you crazy. know. There's two guys who a lot of people expected to be inside the top ten, if not, you know, the top five, and them both down in the, in the late teens. Yeah, yep. So, with that being said, let's look at some guys that are outside the top 20 that we might consider over any one of the, or outside the top 15 we might consider. So, Isaiah let's, Pacheco. let's just cross off the top f- couple guys. Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson, Travis Etienne. You can't really, I, I'm, I'm not as, com- I'm not confident enough of those, any of those guys to say I'm going to start him over, definitely over those guys we were just talking about. Any disagreement? Maybe Jamal uh, Williams, I would start Harris over. Yeah, I'd consider Najee Harris. He's got a good matchup this week. Um, ETN, no. Antonio Gibson, probably not. Okay. Uh, Kenneth Walker already played, but he's banged up, and he only performed so. So we'll just leave him out of the conversation because yeah, he already yeah. played. Yeah, tough matchup. Ezekiel Elliott. I would probably play Zeke over Fournette. Yeah. Over Jamal Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So over Fournette and Jamal Williams. What about Kamara or Cook? Um, not Cook. I don't think. Mm, maybe not. Mm, Cook is. I'd consider it. So that's just trying to get a feel. So yeah. in that area. Yeah, in he's in that, that's the area he's on. Um, Kamara probably not. They got yeah. the Falcons this week. It's a pretty solid matchup. Just, again, for the rest of the fantasy playoffs. Yeah. So I, I don't know exactly what the schedule off the top of my head, but it's for the three games going mm-hmm. forward. Jonathan Taylor. Where are we putting him as far as those quarter as far as the previous running backs He's go? Got a juicy matchup this week. He's above Williams, above Fournette. Debating whether or not I'm putting him above Cook and Kamara. He's definitely uh, over Fournette. Are we? Definitely where does Miles Williams. Sanders fall? Are we putting Miles Sanders above Cook and Kamara? Um, yes. Miles Sanders has looked very good. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking. Does that pain you to say? <laughs> no, you're you're, no. Ready, you're ready for him to move on. It hate. No, it's not even that. It's just like I always thought. Like I hated Sanders. It wasn't because I hated yeah. Sanders. I just like it's going to sound like a hater statement. <laughs> you are his ops, dude. But just like this is the type of stuff I always envisioned him doing this year. Like I always saw him as a better runner than he put on the field in years past. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the talent was there, the, the skill was there, he just wasn't putting it all together yet. Right. And it was frustrating for me because to see all the stuff that was there and right. not making it work. Right. You know? And then now that you see it, it's like, all right, cool, finally, dude. This, right. like, this is what we've been wanting to see. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan Taylor, the past four games, has had 24 or more opportunities per game. He has been RB1, RB13, RB12, RB19. They play the Vikings, then the Chargers, then the Giants for the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> yeah. 
Give me Taylor. Over yeah. Cook and Kamara? He's Over been Cook, hot recently. Kamara, Fournette, for Williams, <laughs> Sanders. Mm-hmm. Not hot, but he's been full. No, he's putting points up. He's getting more involved in the passing game than Sanders is, who's like not getting any involvement. You know, Miles Sanders, yes. He's like the only one there who's gonna he's gonna fall in the end zone where they could hand it to Gainwell. Okay, so right around the uh, Aaron Jones, Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson area with Taylor. That's fair. Okay. James Conner, David Montgomery. DeAndre Swift, how do we feel about any of those guys? Worth Me? mentioning up there, putting in the top category at all? Yeah, the only one I think is... Connor? Is, yeah, he's, he get, definitely gets a boost with Colt McCoy. Yeah. More checkdowns coming his way and more runs in general. Mm-hmm. No Rondell Moore for the season. Marquise yeah. Brown, uh, ill, possibly not available. Rashad White? Um, no, I can't. Over get, Jamal Williams or... No, no I can't okay. because... It just seems like him and, and Fournette then, are almost getting an equal share of the workload at this point, and they're just cannibalizing each other, making them both not really relevant. Right, yep. Both, like, mere just flex plays at this point. When they were it's, a, it's a worse version of the Cowboys' backfield. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah, great comparison. Isaiah Pacheco, the um, Kansas City Chiefs. For this week, absolutely. He's got a smash matchup this for week. For the rest of the fantasy season, over Jamal Williams? Pacheco has... Uh, Texans this week, Seattle next week uh, at home, and then Denver at home in 17. So they should be up in all those games and running the ball. Yeah, give me Pacheco. Over Jamal Williams. What about... Okay. And then, is that where we're cutting it? Yeah, I think that's good. Okay. J.K. Dobbins, rest of the fantasy season. Dude, oh, man. Over Jamal Risky. Williams, start Risky. at the bottom. Oh, over Jamal That's, Williams. Yeah, we start, we'll just start at the bottom and see where he falls. I think he's above Jamal Williams. I think he's above Leonard Fournette. Uh, right around who there. Who do they have? Who do they have? What do you mean? Their uh, schedule. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I'm looking right now, and they have, they're have. they at Cleveland this week. Good matchup. Home in, home, uh, Atlanta at home. It's a good matchup. Pittsburgh at home. Good matchup. Yeah, give me J.K. Dobbins. Mm-hmm. So right around there. So above Fournette and Williams, and then right around Cook and Kamara and whoever else we had there, Sanders. Yeah. Okay. Like we're pushing Jamal Williams down to, like, RB, like, 25. Don't <laughs> 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 be disrespectful. We only put up uh, – Did we have Zeke up there? Yes. Yeah. So Zeke, Taylor, Connor, three, Pacheco, and Dobbins. Five. So we moved five guys up there ahead of him. So he's still RB in the top 19. twenty. Yeah. So he's still in the top twenty. <laughs> well, let's uh, all right. Let's move over to the tight ends. Tight ends. Yeah. This should be easy because there's yeah. Eh. You don't have a lot of options. Travis Kelsey, trust and, completely. And if you don't have Kelsey, you're screwed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, trust completely. Everybody else is want to trust or risk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we don't need to get too much more into that. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, Mark Andrews, T.J. Hawkinson, you're starting them if you have them. And so this is where it gets Goddard, murky. Then. You're starting Goddard if he's healthy. If he's playing, healthy and plays, yeah. Outside yeah. of that, I mean, you're probably starting Njoku. If he plays. You're probably starting Friar Muth. If he yeah. plays. You're probably... <laughs> Muth is going to play, I think. Yeah, he's expected to play. You're probably starting Evan Ingram. Um, George Kittle, you would have started. Yeah. I mean, you don't really Look, have... The other guys that are... Kittle, Gerald, Kittle getting yeah. hot at the end of the season here. Gerald Everett is 10. Taysom Hill is 11. Cole Komet's 12. Tyler Conn's 13, Hayden Hurst is already out, he's 14, Dalton Schultz is 15. So 15, so I guess 
outside of the top nine that we talked about where you're probably starting them, uh, Dalton Schultz and then maybe Cole Komet. But Dalton Schultz, I guess we round out the top ten for me. Or I'm sorry, that would actually be nine because Zach Ertz is six and he's out for the season. So Dalton Schultz, then maybe Cole Komet rounds out the top ten. But, again, it's it's Kelsey. Trust I think I trust Hawkinson more than Andrews at this point. And then it's Andrews. And then Ingram, Fryermuth, and Joku, Kittle, Goddard. They all just fall into that, and then Schultz will kind of fall in that category. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably just going to roll with them because there's not a better option out there. What? Yeah, that one was easy. I don't really think. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Noah Fan or Greg Dulcich above any, or could they round it up above the tight ends? Any of those guys I mean, we talked it's, about? It's, it's no man's land. I mean, so no Tyler Lockett possibly for the rest of the season for the Seattle Seahawks with Noah Fant there. Greg Dulcich, you don't have Sutton, you don't have Hinton for this week. They're they're more like a one-week play. Out there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, if you Dulcich. wanted to play Greg Dulcich's over Cole Komet this week. So, Cole Komet's got a tough matchup yeah. against the Eagles. Like, I, all right. Mm-hmm. So, Gerald Everett is 10, Taysom Hill is 11. I think I'd rather start Noah Fant and Greg Dulcich than start neither one of those guys. Especially, yeah, but Gerald Everett be, um, because Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are back. Yeah. Yep. So. And same thing with Tyler Conklin as well. We playing Tyler for the Jets. So, yeah, if you want to roll with Font or Dulcich for the fantasy playoffs, you could do worse. You could do better. But. I think they're the borderline 10 guys that you can consider. Word. All right, so that went a little longer than we planned to, but whatever. We had a lot to get through. Hadn't been together in a while. Until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Oddballs, and you can catch the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you get your audio podcast. Until next time, I'm Ryan McNichols. Rich out. Mike Coyle. Peace out. Adios.